this year, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. Pair your impressive skills with our advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. I'm Brian Hyatt. This is Rolling Stone Music Now. Today we're going to take our final look at the best music you didn't hear in 2023. And today I'm joined by Jalisa Lopez. Thanks so much for taking time to do this. We're going to talk about some of the best Spanish language music of 2023. I don't care that we're deep into 2024. It's still great music. <laughs> It's only been a month. There's so much to talk about. And I'm always so glad when we do these episodes because there's so much great music, some of which I missed. I really picked some like, I, I guess it, like the Tiny album is a bigger one. We can obviously talk about Bad Bunny or Carol G. It just feels like people probably would have heard that already. And some people get mad because it varies from sort of episode to episode, depending on people's picks on, on how obscure it actually is. It's going to be a little obscure. <laughs> Good. And the other thing is, I, I would just remind the listener that the you in you haven't heard, you know, I really can't say whether you, the listener, have heard this. It's possible you have heard all this. And if that's the case, forgive me. And you're very well versed. But I personally always learn something. And I think it's an important distinction. You know, this is not a genre we're talking about here. We're talking about many, many genres that only happen to have one thing in common, which is the language that the right. people are singing in. But there's so many different kinds of music here. This is not a genre, to be very clear. Exactly. And I, I say that kind of before every conversation I have about this. I think I tried to pick stuff that was very wildly different because that was a lot of what I was listening to last year. A lot of guitar on here. All sorts of different guitars, but All, a ton of guitar. I think a lot of that is the influence of Mexican music, but there's yeah. also a lot of punk and rock bands and alternative sounds popping up in random little pockets of, of Latin America. Yeah, I don't know. There's something, too. I was walking with my son the other day in, in Prospect Park, and there was like a 14-year-old kid outside, and he had a Junior Acha who we're going to talk about. He had a song on, and he was learning to play it on a 12-string guitar in the middle of the park. And I was like, I love huh, that. I haven't seen that before. But I do think there's something about like YouTube TikTok world where kids are just learning to pick up all kinds of guitars. So we'll start with, and most or all this is drawn from the excellent list on rollingstone.com of the 50 best Spanish language albums of 2023, and that includes... Some of the more mainstream picks, and these, again, are your favorites. And we'll start with number 50 on that list. The artist is Braddy, and the album is Trace. This is one that kept coming up. Braddy, she's doing this, like, very dreamy kind of bedroom rock. And she's from Mexico. Her album, Tres, nailed a little bit of this, like, mopey adolescent sound while 
at the same time not feeling childish. I think she really nailed a lot of kind of emotion. I just want to say too quickly, like for our 50 best albums list, we put that together with a bunch of really brilliant freelancers as well as people on staff. The Moss Mirror helped a ton with this list. But we also had people like Richard Villegas, who has this incredible podcast called Song Mess, where he travels all through Latin America. Marco Sassan, Ernesto Lechner, Rosie Alvarez, like just a bunch of really smart people who helped put the list together, vote on things. It's very a very democratic process. <laughs> Everything gets voted on. And it's a long process as we whittle down. Because like you said, there's so many albums across multiple different countries. Number 23 is definitely one of the biggest names on this list by far. And it's the Colombian star Fade. This guy is massive. Uh, he's probably the biggest reggaeton star that sort of emerged in the last mm. year or so. I was I did an event with Rolling Stone uh, recently, like a, this the musicians on musicians thing that we did in in Los Angeles. And I was talking to a student who came up to me and she was telling me, she was like, I think I like fade better than Bad Bunny these days, which is a controversial thing to mm. say. <laughs> but he has really connected, I think, with a younger generation in a great way. He also famously dated Carol G for a while. But this album, Mor No Le Temes a la Oscuridad, is really fun. I think in general, he's got a sense of humor to his music and to his projects. All of his music is like the album art and what he wears on stage and the design is always bright green. When you see bright green, that Fade is about to do something crazy. And this album was inspired. He came into the office and he told us the way that he described it was he was like, yeah, it was inspired by like Nights Out and also Nickelodeon. And we're like, okay. <laughs> but I think that he is in, in certain places on the album playing with certain like 90s, maybe electronic sounds but this song it's technically called no te sientas sola but he uses an x where all the a lot of the vowels should be i really liked it because it's a little bit different from the rest of the album and that maybe it's not as playful as a lot mm. of the the other songs it's it's a little bit more emotional and it's about like getting over heartbreak and and feeling like you're not alone at the at the club and to me it was like really thinking about music as comfort and community and also i think just has a really unusual beat and the sound he's using on here is a little bit more it's a little softer and a little more emotional and number 21 is rafa pabon's galleria yeah rafa pabon is cool he's a singer songwriter and He's been behind the scenes a lot. He actually helped co-write Raúl Alejandro's giant song, Todo de Ti. And has been behind a lot of really big songs in, in reggaeton and urbano. And he's a trained musician. I think he more recently started to step out and find his own as an artist. But this album, Galeria... I thought was just really exceptional. He was playing with all these different genres. He was, there's almost a song on there that's like a bolero. This song, Como Agua, I thought was just really fresh and really bright. And 
And he's also just had an eye to, I think, on a lot of artists who are going to be really big. There's an artist right now from Puerto Rico who's been somebody that we've been really excited about this year, who was on our artist of artist to watch in 2024. And she actually used to be his backup singer. Hmm. So there's a lot of these interesting connections where he just seems to be right where music is exploding at the right time. So it's been really great to see him come into his own and, and do his own thing. So tell me about number 16, which is your next pick. Number 16 is Usted Señalamelo, and they are a rock band from Argentina, from Mendoza, that I've been excited about for a while. I also saw them at the same festival where I saw Chini do like a KXP live session, and these guys played live and just were really amazing, really interesting. They're a rock bands, but I think they have a lot of dance elements to their music. There's also some ways that they're really inspired by folk traditions from Argentina, and they're pulling on a long history and, and heritage of rock in Espanol. Argentina was really fundamental to that. And you had bands like Soda Stereo really shape what the rock scene in Spanish turned into. Mm. And I think these guys just really get it. They respect it. They are incredibly well-versed in both the rock heroes of their country and also the, the folk singers that, that came out of Argentina. You can hear a lot of that in their music. But this song, Nuevo Comienzo, I like because it's really fun. It's really upbeat. It's got a lot of vibrancy. And it's, I think, one of the really exciting parts of the, of the album. I think this is actually what kicks off the album, if I'm not wrong. And number nine is another act we've talked about before, Grupo Frontera. It sure is. Grupo Frontera had a crazy year. Similar to Peso Pluma, they they shot to number one on Spotify's global chart with their Bad Bunny collaboration, Un Por Ciento. These guys are from McLean, Texas and are revitalizing cumbia. It's very different than what I think they sometimes get lumped into the rest of the Musica Mexicana scene. But these guys are really cumbia artist and they're bringing back cumbiana in a big way and they're doing it with a lot of heart the music is really sweet i feel like i always <laughs> it's always like the, the word i use when i talk about them there's like a sweetness to it there's a tenderness to the music and you heard it all over their their debut album el comienzo which was one of our, our favorites of the year i was tempted to put the bad bunny collaboration un por ciento on here but i i thought no se va showcased what they could do in a, in a better way And again, it's that, that very heartfelt cumbia sound, these lyrics that are emotional, but not cheesy. And the song is a live version of it, too, which I think really speaks to their ability as live musicians. And number eight is a singer-songwriter from Argentina, Nikki Nicole, and the album yeah. is Alma. Yeah, Nikki Nicole has been a, a really big phenomenon in, in Argentina. We, we talked about Usted Señalamelo, which is also from Argentina, but they're from very different parts of the uh, sort of parts of the uh, sonic landscape of, of the country. Nikki Nicole was one of the leading faces of the, the trap scene in Argentina, which was got really big around 2018, 2019. Nikki Nicole is a singer and a rapper. Her voice gets compared to Billie Eilish a lot. It's got this gauzy quality. And especially when she's singing, you can really hear it. It's almost this like ethereal feeling. And on this album, Alma, it really was a big 
step up from her previous record. She released her debut, Parte de Mi, I want to say in 2021. And that album felt like it was just showcasing everything that she could do. She was rapping. She was doing reggaeton with Raúl Alejandro. She was doing a little bit of everything. And this is a much more contained project. And number seven is someone who can really rap. Jay Noah and the album is, uh, which I'll probably slightly mispronounce, is Autodidactica. Autodidact, obviously. So this kid is 17, which is nuts. <laughs> she also one of the rising artists out of the Dominican Republic. And she had a really awesome viral year in 2023. I think with the 50th anniversary of hip hop, she came to New York at one point. And she, I'm going to forget who all was there. It was like DMC, Hall of Fame of old, old school hip hop. It was just a bunch of hip hop legends. And here's a 17 year old kid freestyling in Spanish in front of them (laughs) and really impressing them. She's tremendously skilled. She's such a fluid rapper. She's a kid. She's 17. But also, I think that... I've been thinking about this a lot with last year with the the 50th anniversary of hip hop, but there is such a tradition of Latin rappers and Mm. and rappers in Spanish. And it just feels really exciting to see a new generation forging on and especially female rappers achieving new things and, and impressing everyone with their incredible skill. She did a Tiny Desk concert that I like blew everybody's minds. Today, hip-hop dominates pop culture, but it wasn't always like that. And to tell the story of how that changed, I want to take you back to a very special year in rap. 88, it was too much good music. The world was on fire. Fire, yeah. I'm Will Smith. This is Class of 88, my new podcast about the moments, albums, and artists that inspired a sonic revolution and secured 1988 as one of hip-hop's most important years. We'll talk to the people who were there. And most of all, we'll bring you some amazing stories. You know what my biggest memory from that tour is? It was your birthday. Yes, and you brought me to Sade. Life-size cardboard cutout. (laughs) This is Class of 88, the story of a year that changed hip-hop. Follow Class of 88 on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know anyone who isn't constantly running low on time. You've got to juggle work and the rest of life. Sometimes you just need groceries or drinks or whatever else, and there's zero time to head out and go shopping. There's one way around that, and that's DashPass from DoorDash. I'm definitely a DoorDash customer, and there's always something a little magical about your groceries popping up at your door. And when you want more from delivery, you can get it with DashPass by DoorDash. With DashPass, you get $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders which makes it incredibly easy to save on restaurants, groceries, retail items, and all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. And get this, DashPass pays for itself in only two orders on average, so it's worth it right away. And when you sign up, you get special access to exclusive promotions and member-only menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash. Use code MUSICNOW24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and more. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash. That's 50% off up to a $10 value 
when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass with code MUSICNOW24. Again, MUSICNOW24. Subject to change, terms apply. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And next up, there's something pretty unusual. The name is Val Gore, and they're a duo of siblings, and the album is Armageddon. Yeah, this album was really... I was not expecting what was on here. It is a little package of weird in the best way. It's these uh, two siblings from Oaxaca who are inspired by everything from, I think, psychedelic rock to goth pop to... I don't know, vampire, uh, like musical type, just these really dark theatrical sounds. But the album, I think, is also really layered and really exciting. Bolaora, I think, is, is a great example of that. One of our writers actually interviewed them uh richard viegas and talked about how the first time that he interviewed them they were like sitting in their living room in, in mexico and they were just surrounded by all these old synths that they had <laughs> taken apart and were trying to put back together just to experiment i think also to to save some money so there's something very like a little diy about them but also just really creative kooky and very wonderful so number five is an album full of really catchy stuff, and it's not surprising because Galet is a pro songwriter, written for people like Christina Aguilera and Selena Gomez, and this is her own debut, I think. Yeah, she's similar to Rafa Pavón, is somebody who's been in the background in the industry for a little while. I heard this album early on, and 
just thought she nailed a great pop sound. She's got a great voice. And then I think right before the album even came out, I saw her again on the Latin Grammys red carpet where she'd been nominated for writing one of Christina Aguilera's songs. And she was like, I don't even have an album out yet. And I'm here. (laughs) And so she I think this album really showed everything that she could do. To me, one of the most exciting songs is Triste, which I think is this great sort of 90s pop rock sound that I think we've seen a lot in sort of the English language world. Like we've seen like Mm. Olivia Rodrigo play with that, but it hasn't quite caught on as much in in the Spanish language world. And then Gale did it and I thought she just nailed it. And it's so good. This is probably the song I played the most on this album, Lo Que No Te Dije. But the whole album is really different. Like there's another song called La Mitad, which almost has like a dembo reggaeton beat. There's like this crazy like electropop, almost Robin dancing on my own style song called Nuestra Canción. So she can just do a lot, and she's a great songwriter. And number four probably won't be new to anyone, but it's definitely <laughs> worth talking about. I felt like I had to put him on here because he just had a wild breakout year. I think Beso Pluma is somebody who I, I don't think anybody was talking about him in 2022, and then all of a sudden in 2023, he was everywhere. It's interesting to me because I think some of the really big stars in Latin, like Bad Bunny or Carol G, they really worked up to a big global moment. And there was something about Peso Pluma that just felt like a straight shot into mainstream stardom, which is not to say he wasn't working hard the whole time. I think that just the trip to the star status was a little shorter for him than than for some other people. But he's a he's an interesting guy. He's got a really distinctive, raspy, nasally voice that people either love or hate. He is on stage. He's very unique on stage he's like known for doing like there's so many memes that i feel like my friends have sent me over the last year of him doing like weird funny little dances on when he's performing and there's like a really uninhibited quality to to his music i think and to his style of performance and so he's become the leading face of corridos tumbados which are a really popular style of music in the musica mexicana space where it's almost like i tried to describe it to somebody as like Johnny Cash meets NWA. It's this folk tradition that is really (laughs) this folk tradition that is really tied to street culture. And there's like a way that these guys have embraced hip hop and and a lot of them are very influenced by hip hop, this one included. He 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 spent a lot of time in the US as a teenager and I think you can aesthetically see that in and who he is as an artist. He's not like going around with like a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. He's he if you saw him like you might think he's a rapper. But I think also just the content of the music. It's got that like it's a lot of like flaunting what you have and a lot of swagger and i think lady gaga is a great example of that where he's referencing like pink cocaine and like luxurious parties and it's one of his biggest songs of 2023 it's the nature of the genre but i just think it's so fascinating and incredible that 
It's so organic musically, layers of acoustic guitars and horns. And this is what a global phenomenon is right now. Probably not really what anyone expected would help define sort of modern music, hit music in 2023 or 2024. Pretty interesting. There's been a lot of conversation about that, about how they've taken it back to a much more organic way of making music. And Beso has like a seven piece band. And I was in the studio with them not that long ago. And when they're putting together a song, it's like seven people recording seven parts of very complex arrangements to put one track together. And it takes hours and days. But they also have a rapper reggaeton mentality where like sometimes they're like, I'm going to make 40 songs for my album, but maybe we're only going to use 10. <laughs> so if you think about just the level of musicianship and manpower that takes, it's really impressive. To force that volume out of a much less efficient process is a really interesting thing to try to... I think they like it. They were like all about it. They were like, keep us going. We'll be here. We'll be here for days if we need to. An amazing amount of enthusiasm. I am the highest paid tuba star, tuba player in the world right now. That's what <laughs> exactly, they're thinking. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. I'm all for higher pay for tuba players. So, so number three is Diego Raposa. Yes, I am obsessed with this kid. I think he is one of the most forward-thinking, exciting producers that is around, and I think he's going to be huge. He released this album, Yo No Era Si, Pero Ahora En Adelante Si. And I remember like when I first listened to this, I texted one of my friends, and I was like, this album is demented, but it's really fun and really different. And I think similar to, to a lot of the people that we've talked about, he's deconstructing a lot of things that are all over popular music or, or popular Latin music, at least right now, where he's like breaking apart reggaeton. He's putting dembo beats in places that you wouldn't think that they would go. But he's also got an amazing pop sensibility. And so this album, a lot of the songs are almost even just like sketches. Like a lot of them are like a minute long, but it's a great portfolio of everything that he can do and how I think he's really going to be one of the one of the producers that's going to move Latin music forward. Yeah, like the music industry process and A&Rs, and it explodes into just this really unpredictable uh, little ditty. But then he also, I wanted to contrast that with some of the songs where they you can hear more of his pop sensibility. And I thought one of those was Si Supieras, which features the Dominican artist OK Flow. Another just great song, one of the one of the longer, like fully fleshed out tracks on here. But again, I, I just think he's so smart and so brilliant. And then finally, this is number one on our overall list and also number one on your list. It's Tiny, spelled T-A-I-N-Y, and the album is Data. I, I was excited that a lot of the albums that ranked higher this year were from producers and that we could go deep into their brains. But Tiny is just one of the, I think, the architects of everything that's happening in Latin music. He started producing when he was 15 years old, and he's been behind arguably the biggest hits and and responsible, I would say, for why it sounds the way it does today. I think he had an album that was called Tiny Presents before that was a lot of beats that he'd made and he put a couple artists on it. But this was really 
diving into his creative process and into the way that he thinks. This album was my favorite, but I think also a lot of people who who contributed to the, the list this year all agreed that it was just really like a futuristic look at where reggaeton could go, where Tiny could go. You have songs that are like, I don't know, almost like 80s synth pop. And then they go into like deep sort of dirty down underground reggaeton. And nobody's really doing what they're supposed to on this album like he has bad bunny on like mahabi ghost which is a fun kind of like electronic smash that i think like it, it was streamed like crazy in 2023 but not really like a typical bad bunny song And then you have like an artist like Arcangel, who's really known as being one of the more hardcore rappers in, in, in reggaeton and in Puerto Rico scene. And he's doing like a super bubbly, frothy, like almost like a pop song on here. You have the Panamanian artist Setch doing like a the song that Tiny really wanted to add, almost these like emo rock guitars. So at every corner, you're getting something that is totally different. And it's also just a really catchy record. This is probably what I played the most in 2023 and still into 2024. So super exciting to to see everything that, that Tiny accomplished last year. When you talk about his production credits, it's actually hard to exaggerate how key he's been to this sound. I think it goes back to when he was 15 years old. He's only 34, and his credits go back to 2005. It's wild. And on some of the biggest songs in the genre. It's like, right. uh, he was like a, I, I, there's like a picture of him. I can't remember what award show it was of like, he used to work with the, the very famous production duo Looney Tunes in Puerto Rico. And it's like them sneaking him into like an award show and you like see him as like a high schooler <laughs> holding like a little trophy. And he's been right there with Bad Bunny as Bad Bunny's become a global superstar. He's worked on every single one of Bad Bunny's albums. And I think it's really, I think it's hard to understate how much of a role he's played in the globalization of reggaeton and, and Latin pop. I hope people check out the list and I hope that they listen to more of it. It's hard to to pick with so much great music as as we said at the beginning of this, but um it was an awesome year of of a lot of interesting artists doing interesting things. And that's our show. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, subscribe to Rolling Stone Music Now wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us five stars and a nice review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, because that's always appreciated. But as always, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. 
be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.